Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Today, as you just heard that message, and for some of you right now, um, hearing that right at the forefront, uh, you're wondering, what are, what's going on here? I'm gonna ask for your ears to stay open for the next 35 minutes, is that okay? And for some of you, you're, you're excited and you're, you're, you're in agreement and you believe what God is calling this house to do, and so um, I believe that you're gonna hear a word from the Lord today and it's gonna encourage you and bless you. But for everybody, um, my, my, the, the message the Lord put in my heart today, I really believe it's, it's for all of us as followers of Jesus Christ, amen? As followers of Jesus Christ, it is for all of us. Um, and so today, I wanna talk about what I just shared in regards to over the course of the next three weeks, three Sundays, during our times of offering, when, when we do tithes and offerings, we're going to talk about those three different areas and we're gonna just ask the Lord um, to, to move in your heart, to move in our hearts. Rachel and I um, believe too that the Lord has spoken to us about what we're called to give as, and do that, but we believe that over the course of the next three weeks, when that time comes, the Lord's gonna prompt you and tell you exactly what to give and, how, and where to give. And, um, and it's, just an, it's just a set apart time for us as a church to, to, to bring an offering to the Lord. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna read some things. Can I read? Can I read my notes? I think they're good notes this week. I actually have notes this week. <laughs> I wanna read because I want this to, to be so clear of the why, the why behind this. And so um, you guys, as a church, this is truly one of the most generous churches that I've ever been a part of or that I know. And I'm not just saying that because I just told you I love you. It's, the, it's facts. The fact that we have over the course of seven years never, and this is, let me, let me put a little caveat, like asterisk here. We're not in lack right now. Can I just make a forefront statement? Oasis Church Chicago is doing just fine. So, so all the people that are like, oh, they're broke, we're not broke. Because God's not. And, and, and we're not. Because he's not. Are you hearing me? So this is not because, oh man, we're looking at the numbers going, how are we going to make 2024, right? It's none of that. It's a command from the Lord. But you guys, and I'll get into this, but you guys are such incredible givers. I really, what I brag about is how generous our church is. Do you guys know that for the last seven years, every time, every month, we give back 10% out of what comes into this house, into our family church in Inglewood, Chicago City Life Center. We we meet them, we match them. I have heard stories, countless stories and testimonies of how needs have been met financially, help with families, food. Like, uh, I'll just say this. Some of you, you've been given cars in this church. Did you guys know that? Some of you are like, yes, Lord because this is a generous church. You all are, are, are generous people and, I, and I'm just so thankful because generosity is the heart of God. Generosity is the heart of God. And so I, I wanna talk about that, but just for a few moments, I wanna give you an update because some of you might come in and be like, well, didn't in the video JP say, we've never done something else before? We've never, 
We've never done a specific offering at a specific time. We have, though, over the last couple of years, done a building fund to ask. So I want to share real quick about that because some of you are like, what's going on with that? Right? How many of you are believing this is such a gift to have this space? Amen? How many of you, how many of you believe? Yeah, thank the Lord for Chicago Hope. How many of you believe, though, the Lord one day is going to give us our own home? Can I just have some faith? Can you lift your hands up? I've had way too much coffee. That's the coffee test. <laughs> we believe one day the Lord's going to give us a home. And when that day comes, it's going to be incredible. And as of last year, we met that goal of what we presented to you guys. And if you're new, if you're visiting, we had a goal of $100,000. The Lord told us $100,000 just to begin to save. It wasn't like we had a building. It wasn't like we had something already. He just said, begin to build the storehouse. So when that call comes or when that building opportunity happens, you will be ready as much as we can. And we, we actually, actually, as a church, we met that last year. That has been met. Can we, can we just thank the Lord that that has been met? And so we're actively looking, we're actively praying. Some of you have asked, some of you have brought buildings to our attention. Keep doing that. It's always fun. I believe the Lord's gonna bring it in time and we're gonna continue to see his kingdom come. We're gonna see, oh man, I don't even wanna go into that. If you need to know what we believe, come talk to me. I'll, I'll share the dream one day of what God's gonna do in and through this house. Amen? So I, I, I know that we asked that over the last couple of years, but this is a really specific set apart time for us as believers to bring an offering to the Lord. Many of you know this, and I hope you thank God for this, but I, I believe the word of God to be the ultimate authority. That's a really good place to say amen. If a pastor says otherwise, run. I really believe the word of God is the ultimate authority in my life. Amen? And so I, I, I do not base my life or live my life off of anything else except what he says. Right? And, and I believe the Lord has, and I, and I say this, guys, because you know, you it's a little, it's, it can be funky for some people. Let me say it that way. When you say, I heard the Lord. I don't stand, you know, one day I'm gonna stand before God for you all. So please pray for me. I, I'm, I'm serious, please pray for your pastor. Because one day I'll stand before the Lord and he's gonna say, hey Jay, you, you led those people and I'm gonna have to give an account. So that just puts a good fear in my heart, a fear of the Lord in my heart. But I, I know that the Lord has spoken to me in regards to this over the last couple of years. I've gone to our team over the last couple of years and just said, I feel like the Lord's birthing a moment as a church where we're gonna be called as a body to give a special offering to the Lord. And thank God for counsel, right? Young people, can I say this? When I was a teenager, I just, your parents tell you counsel, right? But I'm talking in the face. So when I was new, newly saved, people would tell me stuff, I wouldn't listen. And then I got into like my 20s and I wanted to hear a little bit of counsel, but I kind of listened. Now I'm in my 30s and I want any, everyone to tell me how to do this life. It's called maturity. You should desire counsel in your life. I, I have it. I have, I have men and women over me, pastors over me that I submit my life to, our, our team, our elders. Like I submit my life to them. And so I, I brought this to them a couple years, over the last couple years, and they were like, we don't feel like it's right. Okay. Went back to the prayer closet. Some of you are like, well, you're the pastor. You can make the decisions. I, 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 I do, but I have counsel. Because when there's agreement, this thing goes forward. 
And so it came to this moment where I was like, guys, I feel this in my heart in 2023 that we need to call the church to build a spiritual muscle in giving a special offering. And everybody was like, green light. So, so I know that the Lord is saying this to us. I, I know that, that I believe the Lord is, is setting up this time for us to bring an offering to him over the next three weeks and just say, Lord, take it and use it. I, I don't find this to be easy. It's not easy. I said to Rachel, I said, this is really hard to stand up in front of people and go, please give an offering. Because there's a thousand thoughts that could run through our heads. But I have to do this. I have to do this. I, I've talked myself out of this. Others have talked me out of it. But this is the time. And this is a call for everyone. And, and I'm going to share that in a moment. This is a deep moment for us as a house to worship our king. Did you hear that worship? We've equated worship to songs. Right? I love the worship set today. Oh, I didn't like the worship set today. Come on. How many of you walked out of church? Worship wasn't that good. It's like, stop it. Stop it. We've equated worship to, to a set-apart time of singing. When in reality, our lives are called to be a, a living, breathing worship instrument to the Lord. Are you hearing me? Everything we do in this thing of faith, following Jesus, is an act of worship. Worship is not just a song, as, as blessed as it is, as incredible as it is, it's the, it's the way in which the Lord inhabits his people is when praise begins to rise. That's why, listen, please, you want the Lord? Praise him. You want more of Jesus? Praise him. Well, I'm in a trial. Praise him. It's a really good time. Well, I'm in a loss. Praise him. It's a really good time because he inhabits his praises. And so we've, we've let worship just be a song, but, but God wants more than a song. He wants us to come into this environment over the next three weeks and really over this course of Oasis, as, as long as Oasis is and as long as I'm here, whoever whatever the case, he wants this body to come in and be living sacrifices unto the Lord. And when you're a living sacrifice unto the Lord, you don't care what he asks of you because he's in charge. You know, I say it a lot, I'm a dead man walking. I'm a dead man that was raised to life because of him, yeah? Hello, do you know that? Y'all need to smile a little more. It's a lot easier to share this message. Thank you, my brother in the back with a big grin on his face right now. I'm just gonna stare at you and preach the whole time. But he wants us to be a living sacrifice. I, I, I wrote it in my notes. I, I, wanna, I wanna, well, I wanna say it now. I heard recently a, a pastor say this. I'm Michael Koulianos down at Jesus Image. I was down there not too long ago. Um, and he said, the moment, I want to read it for the, for the right context. Are you guys all right? Where is it? There it is. He said this in regards to worship and in regards to bringing an offering to the Lord. Specifically generosity, specifically our finances, specifically that most precious thing. He says this, we will forever fall into deception when we separate a truth from the truth. He says, we'll forever fall into deception when we separate a truth from, from the truth. And, and I sat there and I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. Some of you are like, that doesn't make sense. No, but it does. And here, here's what's happened over the course of the last, I don't know, 
10 years, maybe five years within the church is that we've, we've actually separated um, um, like giving, tithes, offerings. It's not a law, it's not a rule, but it's a principle. And inside the principle, you find the prince. I told you that, right? I, said, I didn't come up with that. That's really good, right? But, but we've, we've, we've gotten so scared that people like are lacking. People, people won't because the church has done some dumb stuff and we've, we've actually stopped teaching a, a really important part of the kingdom, which is generosity. And so we've separated generosity from the truth. And so we have seen people fall into deception on what God thinks about generosity. Are you following with me? Because this is wisdom from the Lord. And what, is calling, what the call is for us as a body is to not separate generosity or make generosity just, well, I'm serving. Or, or listen, I'm, I'm loving my neighbor. Generosity is really, and the Bible talks all about it, is us bringing our most precious thing before the Lord and saying, take it. Which I, I know some of you might say otherwise. Uh, the most precious thing to, to Rachel and I next to our kids, Jesus, kids, right, is our resources because we need to eat. And I like to eat. Amen? Do you like to eat? <laughs> And so what's happened is, is like the pendulum has swung so far that it's like, man, I don't know if I could give because I've been a part of a church where they call for a special offering and then we've seen excess happen. Can I tell you, there has been plenty of excess happening and happened in the church. Can I just remind you, just because men and women fail does not mean that God has and does not mean that God's principles have. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? So if we separate this and go, well, this isn't for me. This is for the person next to me. I don't have it. No, 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 no. This is for all of us today. This is a call for all of us to step in and see this house continue to reach. Like I said, those three things, kids zone. How many of you know and believe like our heart is to see the next generation reached? It's, it's, gen, it's gen Z, then it's gen alpha. I just... I said, the, I completely blanked in the video what the next generation is. You know, as pastors, you just find the next best thing. It's like Gen Z and the next generation. It's like, funnier in my head than you guys. Like, like I, I want to see Gen Z, Gen Alpha, and the next generation, and the next generation, and the next generation, and the next generation, until he returns. I want to see him radically transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to see life happen in the next generation. Are you hearing me? And so we're all for that. Everyone's like, Rah! And then it's like, okay, then let's, let's bring an offering to the Lord to help prepare a place and create a place for our children, a container big enough. Pastor Josh always says, we gotta build a bigger container so that when people come, it's big enough to host them, to have them, to bring them in. It's, it, it's, it's big enough for our kids zone to have all the resources that they need so that they can minister the heart of Jesus to them. It's not just babysitting happening up there. They're getting the word. My son and daughter are repeating scriptures. I have a terrible time, and I'm just your pastor, just judge me. I have a terrible time remembering references of where scriptures are. I can say scripture, but knowing like Psalms 52, one, no idea. My son and daughter are like, what's the verse? See, Psalm, my son stands there, Psalm 118. I'm like, yes, Lord. And then he quotes it, and I'm like, I'm the worst dad in the world. Rachel's like, we're learning scripture. I was like, she calls it mom school. I was like, I probably should attend mom school. We want our kids to know the word, to know the living Jesus, to, to, to be filled with the spirit. So, so it's a call to go like, let's, let's create a space for them to do that. Are you hearing me? We, we have a, a benevolence fund where, and I'm gonna preach the Bible. You guys are like, well, he hasn't gone to scripture yet. I'll get there. 
and it's going to be really good. We want to see people's needs met. You know the New Testament? We love, oh, I follow the New Testament church. Really? Praise God, so do we. Oh, they gathered in homes. They broke bread. They shared meals. They took communion. How many of you ever said, I love the New Testament church? My hand's up. I love it. I love it, Lord. I love the New Testament church. It's powerful. powerful. That's what I'm a part of, New Testament. It's like, oh yeah, you know what else they did? Met every need. I don't like that part. <laughs> I like taking communion together, but if someone had a need, I don't know. Come on, am I preaching to anybody? Like, let's just be honest. Because we look at our need. We look at our circumstances. You know, the, this is why this offering is so crucial because this is gonna break some of us in this room from looking at your own self and stuff. You know, there's often times that I do carry, not today, but I do carry some, something in my pocket or something in me. Like I, I've written checks before and had a blank check standing in my pocket just because I know there's a lot of selfishness in me. And so the way to break it is I write that check or I tell Rachel, hey, we're gonna give this gift to somebody because you know why? The Lord tells me to and it breaks selfishness in my heart. So we're believing that the benevolence fund, did you guys know we have a benevolence fund? Which by the way, is super, super scary as a church because then we get a ton of needs. Can I just talk in the flesh? Can we, can we? Like we don't know everyone's stories, we don't know what they're doing, but there's a process, but you know what? I don't care. I don't care how scary it is. I don't care if people actually have a need or if they're just trying to get some money from the church. Either way, I don't care. I just know the call for us is to store up in the storehouse enough there so that when there are needs, people can go, hey, I know a place. It's not Oasis Church Chicago. It's God's temple. It's God's place. It's God's holy place. It's God's dwelling place. It's a place where people can receive a well of spring of life and his holy presence. Like, I, I know a place where you can go. And so, so we're building that because we believe in it. And then we believe in well to well and what God's doing across the city and influencing so many different ways. Um, uh, I'm drawing Chicago City Life Center, GRIP, right? Like safe families, there it is. Like this is a burden for us, all right? So, so this is the time. And just because, like I said, just because it's, you've been a part of something mis misused or there's been excess and you're like, well, I gave and none of that stuff happened. Let me stand before you in the fear of the Lord right now and say over the next three weeks, if the Lord prompts your heart to give and you wanna know where that gift has gone, come see me or see one of the pastors. I will tell you. I'll pull up spreadsheets. We have spreadsheets, right, Josh? We're not hiding. Why, what's there to hide? It's not that you're giving an offering to Rachel and I. You're not, you're not laying money at Rachel and I's feet going here. Like that, that's not the call. That's never the call. Do I believe that, hear me, is, do I believe in double portion for those that preach, lead, and teach the house? It's the Bible, yes. I'm not telling you that to come bring me an offering. No, hear me, please. But I stand before you going, whatever is brought in and you're like, where's it at? What's going on? We, we heard about this stuff. We will give an account for what God does in this house. Are you hearing me? Okay, go to your Bibles and um, open up to, John 12. Is this okay? Rich, is this okay? Um, Olivia, thank you. I just, I just really believe we have to swing the pendulum back. Did you hear me? I really believe we have to swing the pendulum back. You know, the fathers and mothers of the faith, 
they built and gave everything so that we could be a part of the church. You know, we have to build something to leave to the next. We can't, we can't just stop. And Jesus says his church will not stop. But it continues through people abiding in his word, listening to his word, taking his word, and living from his word, and being together in the church, and seeing the church become an active, living, breathing organism that will show people the kingdom of God. And so I believe that's going to happen. All right. You need Bible? Here we go. I think everything I said was Bible. Yeah? Okay. John 12. Some of you don't get that. It's okay. Then six days, John 12, I think we have it, team. Before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, was, where Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. You know, I, I think recently someone says, Martha gets a bad rep. Hello, do you guys know the story of Mary and Martha? We always, we always like knock Martha for preparing. Can I tell you, she was the one that was the one that welcomed Jesus in. You just have to be both. I think sometimes we're always talking about being a Mary and I, and I think Mary is the one that found the most precious thing, but there's moments I think we were talking about, you have to be a Martha and then once you're Martha and you get Jesus in the room, then become Mary. Hello? Some of us are so consumed about walking in here and just being Mary's. You know, this place is called, and it's done by people serving. So some of you need to step into some Martha seasons. That's good. Who's going to be a Martha? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Somebody like, got to be both. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table. Yeah, how crazy. Jesus in this moment there was once a dead guy who smelled really bad, dead for some days, now sitting there eating supper. I would be like, <sighs> Then Mary took a, a, a pound of very costly, now listen, a pound, like, like I, want it, I want very costly oil of spikenard, like this offering, this oil, this perfume was worth a salary for an entire year. So, so estimated roughly, if I did my math right or read some smart guys that do their math right that have studied this, it was about anywhere from sixty to $70,000 worth of oil in that bottle. So what am I saying? What's the point? It was super costly. Preach, pastor, I will. And, and she anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the whole house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But, but one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, now, now don't, don't get mad at Judas. <laughs> this is the same Judas that denies Jesus. Just, we all do this. We all do this at some point in our lives. We all question people's extravagant giving. We all question when people lay on the floor with their face down on the ground in worship, crying. We all sit there and we are skeptical of people that get on their knees in a time of worship. We all do it. So, so stop judging other people. Are you hearing me? And Judas who would betray him, said, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Mind you, Judas is stealing from the, <laughs> the stuff the whole time. 
This is, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And he had the money box. And he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, leave her alone. This is, this is maybe in my notes, maybe not, so I'm just going to release it. When you're extravagant in your generosity, when you're extravagant in your worship, the defender stands next to you. He, he stands next to you. Are you hearing me? He says, leave her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. Mary comes into this moment with Jesus and, and, and she, she sees Jesus and she's compelled by all the things that she's probably witnessed from Jesus, her own brother being raised to life. Like she has the reality of who Jesus is in front of her and she goes, I will give him everything. This offering, uh, I, I was doing some studying and actually we were studying this morning a little bit. This, this offering is, is a, it, it, that she brought, in, in the Hebrew it was hola, not hola like Spanish. O-L-A-H. O-Law. L-A-W. Hebraic term that would talk about the, the ascension offering, the, the offering that was, that would, that went in the Levitical book. You, you read in the book of Le, Levitical book, the book of Leviticus, you would read that this offering, every piece of the offering was burnt up. So, so some offerings, they would separate some pieces, give some pieces over here to the priest. This offering, no. The Owa offering, the, the ascension offering, every part of the offering burnt up. And the incense of that offering going and presenting it to the Lord. And so in this moment, people, people have studied this long enough, a lot smarter than me, thank God. And they've realized and they've come to an agreement that there, this offering when Mary walks into the room is that type of offering. She doesn't just dump a little, oh, that's good enough. She just doesn't measure out, well, if I, oh, this can still be sold for this. She goes just completely red. You know what I'm talking about? You ever seen? Like when you just, you lose it, all sense of reality? Anybody? She just, she loses herself in that moment because the king's standing there. And she goes, I, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, like I, I, I want to give him everything. And it says that she dumps the bottle of spikenard. What a fragrance scent. I'm gonna, I'm, if I ever start a fragrance company, that's my first fragrance. Spikenard. <laughs> Smell like Jesus. <laughs> that just came to me. How awesome is that? <laughs> if you steal that, I will find you. <laughs> Intellectual property. I'm almost done. She pours out the whole bottle. It's like a moment where it's like everything, everything has been given from him. So is it really hard for us to give him everything back? Yeah, it is. But that's where faith and hope and, and, and the, the, the Holy Spirit help us direct us and go, he's worth it all. He's worth it all. I'm not here today to tell you to give up your whole salary to an offering before the Lord. If he tells you, though, do it. Don't hear from me. Don't feel manipulated, coerced, any of that stuff. This, I'm, just teach, like, I'm just teaching the Bible, but Mary comes into this moment and she gives Jesus 
everything. And Jesus received it, much like in Leviticus when the incense would rise, Jesus received it and said, this is the most precious thing you could do for me. It's the most precious thing you could do for me. When we come in these next three weeks and however the Lord leads you, because, right, Scripture talks about that, like pray, ask the Lord, right? Paul says, whatever's on your heart, give, right? I, I, I'm all for that. But know something, that when you come and you, you're obedient to the call to give, you actually are blessing the king. You're not blessing Oasis Church Chicago. Let me make that very clear. Yes, we are responsible. And yes, we will be held accountable. But you're not doing it so that you bless Oasis Church Chicago. You're doing it because it's a blessing to the Lord. Now, 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 our lives are called to be living sacrifices. Pastor Derek led a great message on Wednesday. Go watch it. It was recorded. Like, like, like he talked about being a living sacrifice unto the Lord. We love Romans 12. Right, right? It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living, holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. What is worship? My whole life. And my whole life can't separate my money. <laughs> because see what we do in the church is like my whole life then my tongue will not curse my eyes will not look at anything evil but we, we stop when it comes to the money why? because it's the most precious thing to us but why do I preach this? because Jesus embodies generosity Jesus will not call you to do something that he does not do so when he says go heal the sick well, what? What? That's a big task. Yeah, I know. But Jesus is like, go do it, because you've seen me do it. Are you hearing? So when he says, <laughs> give generously, do it, it's because he's already done it. It's his heart. Are you, this is good Bible. Okay. When you give an offering to the Lord, you're blessing the Lord. You know, Rachel and I, and this is not to judge you. If you have auto pay, good for you. I, seriously, I don't mean that. That sounded bad. But good for you. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Great. But every time we get paid, we tell, I, that's the first 10%, without question. Am I lying? She, when we got married, this was new. I said, Rach, I don't care what bills. I don't care what groceries need to be bought. First 10% right away. Why? Because I want to bless the Lord. Oh, that's religious. Okay, <laughs> I don't care. If you're saying it's religious, it might be, the Holy Spirit might be messing your heart up right now or need to. It's not religious. I just know how good he is. And if I can bless him with my resources, if I can bless him with my tongue, if I can bless him with my hands, if I can bless him with my mind, then I wanna bless him with everything. I wanna bless the Lord at all times. Are you hearing me? And so Mary finds it and she, she goes and she's just like, I, I don't care who's around. I don't care what's happening. I'm gonna give him everything. What? Mary! It's $70,000. I don't care. Because he saved my life from hell. 
what? And we're, we're, what? Are you hearing me? He gave me access back to communion with the Father. That once was, I was an enemy. Do you guys know you didn't just love God, you were an enemy? Enemies, they're enemies. Got a lot of enemies. Stop singing that song, it's dumb. You were an enemy to him, and in his, in his great love for you while you were an enemy, he still said, Jay, come home. Come back. So, so what do I have? Everything can be yours. Everything I have is for you. Mary, Mary breaks the bottle, and she dumps it, and it's costly. But the reality is, is that if you say yes to the Lord, whatever he places on your heart, and you do this, and you do this, it's going to offend you. (laughs) And it's going to offend others around you. See, the thing about being a believer and a follower of Jesus is it makes no sense in the natural. Anybody else ever felt that? Like, what the heck? Just me, just your pastor, praise the Lord. I'm leading you well in the charge. It's like, what? Are, what? You want me to love my neighbor? Do you know my neighbor? What? My neighbor's not kind. Yeah, I told you, Jay, love your neighbor. Wait, you want me to show up to church every week? And some days on Wednesday to pray? You know what time I could have to do other things? Yeah, but I died for you. Okay. It offends you in God's reality when his kingdom comes and stands before you. It should offend you. It offends my mind every time he's like, give. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't just willingly like, yes, Lord. We wrestle with this. I wrestle with this. Because it offends my mind and offends my heart to transform my mind and to change my heart. Did you hear that? So when you give, it's going to feel like, I don't know why I'm doing this. This is dumb. I don't like this. This money could be used for all sorts of things. Maybe some of you aren't like to give to the poor, but you're like bills, school, groceries, rent. But if the Lord says it, do it. Because he's trying to Offend your heart and your mind to transform your mind to change your heart. Is this helping you? Olivia, can you come back up, please? I know you just said that. I really believe when we come and bring this offering before the Lord, there's going to be an inbreaking of the kingdom of God like we've never seen. Because when we do this, I mean this, guys, hear me. I, even, listen, it's not the size of the offering. It's not the size. Please hear me. Some of you are like, well, should I give up my, like I said, my entire salary, half of it? I don't know. I'm not going. Don't come ask me either. <laughs> Pastor, I've been praying and I don't know the Lord's voice. I'm trying to, because I'll tell you, give it all up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the Lord is telling me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. It's not about the size of the offering. It's about the heart. It's about your heart going, man, I just want Jesus. You know, Jesus sits across from a woman in Mark 12. I'm almost done. My second close. 
he sits around in the temple in Mark 12. And it, and it says that in verse 41, it says that Jesus sat down opposite of the place where people would come into the temple and they would lay their, their coins, their offering. And now listen, you can slice this thing and teach this thing in so many different ways, but this jumped out to me this, this week in a way, in a fresh way. I've, I've taught this passage of scripture a handful of times. And Jesus sits there, and I'm paraphrasing just for time's sake, and he, and he sits there and it says, many rich people threw in a large amount of money, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples, Jesus said, truly, I tell you, right? When Jesus says, truly, I tell you, you better listen. Are you hearing me? Anytime in the Bible it says, Jesus says, you should go. Because what's happening in this generation is going, well, I said, because it's my truth. Stop. When Jesus says, you go, me in my life die. So what are you saying? What are you saying? And he says, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. What? Did you hear? The, the wealthy came in and dumped large, in this moment, and this is where I've taught before, like they walked in and be very like, look at us, look at us. Don't do that. Don't tell your friend how much you're giving in this offering. Can you hear me? Don't tell anybody. Just be obedient. And Jesus says, no, no, no this woman gave more. She gave more. Why? Well, they gave out of her wealth, but she gave out of her poverty. Put in everything. Everything. All she had to live on. Why? Because she saw him. She saw that it was worth it to give him everything. So it's not about the size. It's not about dollar amount. It's not about looking. 2023, I gave this much money to Alicia. Stop. It's about your heart going, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. Because here, some of you in this room are like, I'm broke. I'm a college student. I'm a young professional. This is why I stand in the fear of the Lord to bring this. Can I tell you, I would be wrong to, to not encourage you. Even if you feel like you're broke, give him something. Give him something. Break that off of your life. Give him something. For some of you, you really can't give anything. Then maybe this is a call for the next three weeks to pray. I want you to hear this. Listen, to pray and figure out how you can become a Martha in the church and start serving. We all have something to give. Give. What's so beautiful is this, and this is it, is that Mary offends the disciples, the disciples lose their mind, Judas, but it says actually all the disciples lost their mind in other accounts. They all got upset, they all got offended. Ah, Jesus is like, come here, let me teach you. And so, it says that Mary pours the spikenard on Jesus' head and on his feet. And then it says that she takes her hair and she starts to wipe the feet of Jesus. If someone came and said, Pastor, sit down, I wanna wipe your feet with my hair, I would say, no. I'm good. That was for another pastor. Pastor Ruben would love that. on that I'm playing I'm playing I'm playing I would be like no I'm good but Mary didn't care about 
the feedback she was going to get. Mary didn't care about the disciples being in the room. Mary didn't care how embarrassing it would look or how drastic or crazy it would be. Mary did not care. You guys read this. She did not care because the king was in the room. She did not care what that was going to look like. She just knew she had to do it. And what's so awesome is I heard this teaching um, actually a year, year, year plus ago. And so um, a hero in the faith, a guy that I, I do believe is amazing. Bill Johnson preached this in, at his church out in California days after his wife died. Days after his wife died, he got up on stage and he preached one message. And I'm telling you, it was one of the most profound messages I've ever heard. It hit me. And I went back there this week because I remember him teaching this. And I remember him sharing about like, we only have it on this side of eternity to do this type of offering to the Lord. On this side of eternity, do we have the opportunity to gather together on the weekends, clear our schedule to be together, to give praise, regardless of what's going on. We only have it on this side of eternity. And he says something so profound and it hit me and I wanna just share, just for a moment, he said that when Mary anointed the feet of Jesus with the oil, he said that the whole room filled, the fragrance filled. I believe when we give this offering, the fragrance of that will be felt all across the city. I, be, I, I, I declare that and I believe that. But what's even more profound is that when Mary left that moment, she left smelling the same way Jesus did. Do you smell like Jesus today? Do I? I want to. I want to. I'm not going to be a pastor standing up like, I sure do. I, I don't think at times I do. I want to. I want to smell like him. Anybody? I know it sounds weird. You're like, what are you preaching? It's Bible. You want to smell like Jesus? Just four of us? Two of us? Okay. I want the fragrance of heaven to be on my life. And in Mary's gift to the Lord, she smelled like Jesus leaving that place. She grabbed that moment. She said, this is it. I, I, I don't have this tomorrow. I, little did she know Jesus was heading to the cross. It was, it was a moment, a profound prophetic moment where she anoints Jesus and does it because he's going to die. She, it's not making sense to them in that moment, but she said, I want to do this for my king. And she does it and she leaves and she smells the same way Jesus does. Generosity is at the heart of God. And when we are people of deep generosity, we begin to receive the fragrance, the same fragrance of heaven gets on us and in us. And people are going to look at you and go, why would you give to that church? Or why would you give to that? You don't have to give an explanation. But tell them about a person. His name's Jesus. Give him everything. Do you, do you want to know? Do you want to know why? I'll, I'll tell you why. Because, hey, listen, I was dead. I was left. I was abandoned. Oh, I had, I had a ton of stuff. I had friends. I had new car, money, all that. I had, every, I had everything, anything I wanted. But I was dead. And he met me. He met me one time sitting in a freaking back row of a church because my sister invited me. Can you please come to church tonight? No. Can you come to church? I'll buy dinner for you. Yes. I will be there. I sat in the back row and I don't know what this guy, this guy was in a suit and tie. I don't even know what he was preaching, but the presence of Jesus. 
broke my heart. I said, Lord, you can have me. So years later, I'm still saying you can have me. Guys, this isn't, this isn't like a game. There's reverency to fearing the Lord. There's a reverency to following him. For some of you, really, this is it. This is, this is a moment for you to get over some pain of past church stuff. Well, they did this, this, and this. Who cares? I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not saying it's not a, it's time to heal. It's actually time to heal now because he's got a purpose for this house to be a place that's connected to his presence and connect others to the life-giving waters of God's holy presence. And it, it's gonna be all of us doing it, amen? So over the next three weeks, there'll be pastors up here. They'll say, hey, we're giving today to Heart for the House. Today we're focusing on Kids Zone. Hey, we're focusing on Benevolence. Or, hey, we're focusing on Well to Well. But don't give because you feel like you have to. Scripture says, it says, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. A cheerful giver. Can I tell you if, you, if you say yes to this, your worship, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. That's why I believe this is so much more for you all than it is for this house because it's gonna break a lot of things. Your houses are gonna be places of significant breakthrough of worship. Your houses are gonna be places, your dorm rooms, your apartments, your, your roommates, you're all gonna experience the presence of the Lord like you have yet to taste. Let me say it that way. I'm telling you, if you just say yes to the Lord, yes to the Lord, your houses are gonna be places where they're gonna be put up on a hill. They're gonna be lights to the city and people are gonna walk past your apartment and go, something's different about that place. Do you believe that? Stand your feet. I know for some of you, this is your first time here. We're, we're glad you're here. This is, like I said, not, not something we do as a church off, ever. But regardless of us presenting this to you guys, this is a biblical truth that we need to, we need to, we need to bring before the Lord. So here's what, here's what I'm asking. I'm gonna invite Pastor Ruben to come in a moment. Here's what I'm asking. Go wrestle with this. Go open up your Bibles. Read, pray, maybe fast a couple days this week and ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do here? There, there, there's, there's, no pr there's no pressure, there's no, none of that. It's just, Lord, what do you want, what do you want me to do here? And I'm, and I'm hope-filled in my heart that he will speak to you because this is, this is super important. We wanna see his kingdom come. How many of you wanna see his kingdom come? Okay, it happens through carrying a heart of generosity. His kingdom come. So Lord, speak to us this week and over the course of the next few weeks. Lord, you're worthy of everything. So I pray, Holy Spirit, that that would be the living reality in every person's heart right now. You're worthy of everything. You are worthy. Come on, if you believe that, just tell them you're worthy of everything. Come on, just tell them one more time, you're worthy of everything. You're worthy of everything, Lord. So we trust in you, we believe in you, and we hope in you for all things. In Jesus' name, amen.